Welcome to another episode of Questions. I'm your host, Nathan Elam. We've had quite a few questions come in regarding the state of affairs in our nation right now, and thankfully, Pastor Joel had recently previously recorded some content addressing these very questions. We hope that you find these biblical insights during these episodes helpful and edifying. Today we have a question from Jake, who wrote in and asks, What does it mean for biblical justice to be impartial? Let's listen to what Pastor Joel has to say. There there are four key components of biblical justice. See, biblical justice is truthful, it's impartial, it's proportional, and it is direct. Did you know that the Bible clearly addresses the temptation and tendency in the heart of you and I as human beings to to wrongfully take up the plight, the cause of a person simply because they're poor? See, we know the Bible talks about the temptation of partiality toward the rich. The book of James speaks of this. And multiple texts in the Old Testament speak of it. But I think Christians have forgotten that the Bible actually addresses both. When the Bible speaks of the sin of partiality, partiality is a sin. And when the Bible speaks of the sin of partiality, the Bible addresses that it is quite possible for you and I as finite, fallen human beings to be partial toward the rich or the poor. To to want to to want to side with those who are allegedly in power? Or, man, there's something in the heart of every human being that loves to take up the cause of the underdog. Is there not? Don't you feel that sometimes? H- have you ever caught yourself, whether you're watching a, you know, some kind of sports game or, or it's a movie or, or you're just hearing someone's story and you just immediately, you're rooting for the underdog? But as far as you know, at that point of the story, as far as you know, they're not, they don't necessarily have better character. They're not necessarily more moral. They're, they're not necessarily even a Christian or God-fearing or they're not even necessarily right. They could be wrong, but you just feel yourself inclined towards them and their case simply because they're the underdog. Where does that come from? I think there's some good intentions there, but in our fallen world and in our fallen hearts, those intentions are often misconstrued. They're they're perverted. They're twisted to where we begin caring for the underdog merely because they are the underdog. I'll be honest, I think this was part of my own aversion, and as I've spoken to many people, I think many people would agree that it was theirs as well, but... um, for myself and for others, I think this is part of my aversion towards Calvinism. I immediately took the side of man. Have you ever felt that way? You hear about unconditional election, and you immediately begin to, you can't even help yourself. It's almost like an involuntary muscle spasm. You know, it's like this involuntary response, and you're immediately like, well, that's not fair, you know, if man doesn't even have the, the right to choose. and but You're immediately siding with the party that, that in real terms rebelled against God and spit in his face. God's the only one who's holy. He's the only one who's truly good. He's the only one who has never done anything unjust or anything wicked. 
He's never wrongfully hurt anyone. He's never oppressed anyone. God is the innocent party. Man is the guilty party. And yet, all of a sudden, I mean, the Apostle Paul addresses this in Romans chapter 9. He knows that that's our hearts. But what does he say? He, he, he literally, he begins to play the devil's advocate. He begins to speak for his opponents. He, he provides their counter for them. He says, well, some will say, but, you know, if God does this, if God chooses, elects unconditionally, then why does he still find fault with man? If man's incapable of seeking God and incapable of loving God and dead in his sin, if he's totally depraved and God's election is unconditional and all these kinds of things, then why does God still find fault with man? And then Paul responds by saying, but who are you, O man, to talk back to God? I think we need to be reminded of that for a moment. I can think of no better illustration. I wanted to use this because I think it's powerful. I can, that inclination to side with the underdog, who we perceive to be the underdog, merely by virtue of their alleged status, rather than by virtue of their righteousness, their, their moral character, right? Like looking at two parties and, and saying, I'm immediately inclined to believe this party rather than the other simply by virtue of status, what I perceive to be the status. Well, that's the same thing in our hearts that, that makes us inclined to side with man rather than God. Because we think, yeah, but man... Shouldn't we pity him? I feel bad for man. I feel bad for me. Poor little man. It's not my fault I was born into a fallen world. It's not my fault Adam messed everything up. I didn't eat the fruit in the garden. Adam did that, you know, and now I'm born into sin because of his choices. And, you know, really, I'm not responsible for my rebellions against God. It really just comes out of my totally depraved heart that I didn't ask for. I mean, God set this whole thing up. Really, I th this is kind of God's fault. You see how quick it goes? I mean, I can't tell you as a pastor how many times I've heard that exact line of argumentation and logic in the case of those who are bothered by Calvinism, bothered by the idea of God being sovereign, and bothered by the idea of man being sinful. And I think that is reflective of, of a deep underlying issue in our hearts that is precisely what Exodus chapter 23 is getting at. It's the sin of partiality. We are partial. Not because of something that's inherently righteous or true or moral or good, but we are partial due to certain variables that should have no bearing on the situation in which side we take. We can be partial to the rich because we want something from them. We want their approval. We want their money. We want this or that. But we can also be partial towards the poor. As a special thank you for your gift of any amount, we'll be happy to send you a free digital book from our store. To access this offer, visit rightresponseministries.com offer. We highly recommend Pastor Joel's book, Am I Truly Saved? If you or someone you know has wrestled with doubts about the love of God, this would be a great resource. As a reminder, to get this offer, go to rightresponseministries.com slash offer. And thank you for your generous support.